0: Hi, and welcome into another edition of Primary Residential Mortgage, Armchair Quarterback. I'm Tony Lombardi, Drew Foster, Dean Johnson. You know what? We're in the same position that we were in the last two years. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. You're jealous, (laughs) I know. No, no, no. So you sent. Let's pull the curtain. This back. is set up, by the way. You, no, it's not, as far as you know. As far as I, well, you, that's what a setup is. Right? You, I don't sent, know. you sent. You sent the text out and said, "Hey, everybody is going to wear an ugly Christmas sweater or jacket." Right, or right. And I. Is this ugly? All I, No, actually. Um, well, that looks yeah. Looks good on you. It, it matches,
2: matches your socks. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I got the text and I looked at it and I said, mm, "I know what's going on here." This is just like what happened to Leave it to Beaver, when Beaver lined up in the back of the classroom and Whitey said to him, hey, Beaver, when they take the picture, we're all going to do that behind the kids' heads. And they took the picture, and when Beaver's parents got the picture, they're I like, you. Beave, can, can you come in a second? And he had his two fingers up, and Miss Landers, who Beaver, of course, had a crush on, Miss Landers sent a note home and said, you know, Beaver did that behind her. And I knew... You were gonna come like this. You're gonna come like that. I mean, I knew that I was supposed to come in with this jacket or a shirt, but you guys were so gonna come in show? regular. So what I'm gonna do, just to be part of it, because I want to be part of the team, is I'm gonna at least wear go caps. I'm gonna at least wear a holiday hat, like a Christmassy sort of. How does that look? Good? It
2: it looks great. But I knew. I take you more more seriously now. What do you have? Nothing. Just my my, 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 my intellect. And you don't want to text me like,
1: love the idea. Right. I forgot. But I knew. There's no better way to say it. I knew if I came in with an ugly Christmas sweater and I own a couple, you would be dressed normal and you'd be dressed normal and it would be the beaver. I would get the beaver thing behind it. Hey, look at this guy. He wore the goofy uh, jacket. So congratulations. You did it. I always talk about Leave the Beaver uh, because Brussels sprouts are a thing. right? Remember how you used to put them in his pocket? Uh, how about when he went up into the, um, up into the billboard and, and Whitey yelled up, Put your foot on the lady's thumb, Beeb! When he was on the coffee company, he couldn't get down. <laughs> Whitey's a they set don't make, make, guy. Oh, no doubt. They don't, make them like, they don't make those shows like that anymore. Eddie Haskell. Uh, those were the best. Okay, so the Ravens are 8-6 and six now. It's deja
0: vu all over. It again. is. Steelers won, which means the Ravens kind of have to win out.
2: Kind of more than kind of. just like after. they had yeah, to I mean, in 2016. And you can 2017. take kind of out of that sentence. Yeah, that's think. true. They, yeah. they they have to win out. Have to have to have to win out. And and well, San Diego, Jersey. I said San Diego. The Chargers look. I mean, Chargers can still get the number one seed. It's not unrealistic to think of. it's not. Right. I mean, there's obviously there's, they could lose
1: to Seattle to the Chiefs. could. Oh, oh sure. correct. You know. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's a way. It would require. The Titans and or the Colts to lose this week at home to one of the NFC NFC East teams and then the other team win the next weekend for them to both finish nine and seven. Correct. There's still a way that the but Ravens can finish nine and they're seven. Both heavily but, but yeah, I mean they're it would be sort of kind of a miracle if the Ravens got in at nine and seven. Um, but I, I think this is a really interesting topic. What if they finish five and two? Uh, go out there and lose, and fight, and scratch, and lose 24 to 20 or whatever. What, just what if they finish five and two with Lamar since the since the um, uh, Joe's injury by and Joe's injury? They finish five and two. They beat the Browns 30 to 17. In the final game. It's not good enough. They don't make the playoffs. Uh, how how do you let the coach go? How do you let the offensive coordinator go? Like how do you if you're Steve Bisciotti? And I get it. Like beginning of the year. It wasn't in writing and ink, but it might have been in pencil somewhere. If you don't make the playoffs, you know, we're gonna, we're, we love you, but we'll miss you. How do you do that if they finish 5-2? and two? If you're Steve Busciotti, when the season ends, how do you let the coach go? If, if they've made that kind of recovery, and realistically, if they stop that fourth and nine play or the fourth and three play, it's if, 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 just like last year with Tyler Boyd. If they stop that play, they make the playoffs. How are you firing the coach? And ha- if you add to the dilemma by
0: saying that they got on board with Lamar Jackson and they're going to ride that that horse for a little bit longer. I, I don't, you know, what we've seen so far from Lamar, I don't see him as a franchise quarterback. But, you know, really what is that? what does that mean, franchise quarterback? To me it means that you're one of those five or eight guys that can actually carry a team. There's a lot of good guys that aren't really franchise quarterbacks, but with Lamar, they have a way of winning with him if they surround him with the right talent, and we've talked about that in previous shows. The danger in doing that, if you surround him with the kind of talent that's specific to him and he doesn't come through, then what do you do? You have to find somebody just like
2: him? In this league, though, you got to go for it. I mean, you, you have to go for it, and I think if they finish 5-2 and two with Lamar, you mean, remember, let's jump ahead, though. If they, if they release Joe Flacco... Terrell Suggs is at the end of his contract. You can see Jimmy Smith going. I mean, you're going to talk about a team that finally will be in some decent shape salary cap-wise. Yeah, Weddle's gone. Yeah. With, I mean, they'll, with money to spend on players to potentially surround them, I mean, you, I think you got to go for it. And by go for it, I mean get faster guards, get a game-breaking running back that, that goes in that run-pass option. you got Gus Edwards to be the other type of running back. And keep trying to load him up with tight ends and wide receivers and see what you got. I mean, it. You know, we haven't schemed for him. I mean, we're talking about a, a five, potential 5-2 five record without us really scheming for Lamar. The, you saw a couple more rollouts this week, by the way, which we hadn't seen previously. But if they scheme for him all off offseason, regardless of who the offensive coordinator is, I think they kind of have to go for it.
1: I think his... Uh, you know, the more I see him, I, I keep saying this over and over. I, nothing I've seen from him surprises me at all. I, I, I think exactly what we see of him is what we're going to get. And e- e- even... Next year and the year after, I think this is what he does. 50% of the, of the big yardage, You know, when I say big yardage, I mean, you know, seven, eight yards or more, um, 50% of those plays are all plays he makes because the line broke down, he got pressured, Joe would have been sacked in that if cookie cutter, in that exact moment, Joe would have been sacked. Lamar's able to scramble out of it. I think he's probably a little stronger than he, his appearance and his physique give off because he's been doing this for a long time, right? He's been, guys are grabbing on him. Arm. Been, he beats arm tackles. He, so I, I, I think 50% of what he does, I don't, by no means am I going to say fluke in the nature of like the way we all consider a fluke to be like just pure luck. But I think 50% of it is he just sort of flukes his way into an open spot and all of a sudden the play has broken down and he's athletic enough and quick enough to break it. Then the other plays are the ones that they've designed that he's slowly starting to pick up and figure out and learn how to... Get into open space. How to hide the ball better? Um, I I think that they got to do that. They they're just going to go with this, at least for next season. They got to go with this. Like you said, get some more athletic linemen. Add a couple of more weapons. And the big question to me is, what are you going to do with the coach and the offensive coordinator? Are are you willing to concede that the coach's role, certainly John's role? Is much more sort of global than well. Harbaugh can't coach Lamar Jackson, you know. I, I hear that a lot. I hear people say if they're going to go with Lamar, Harbaugh can't be the coach. And I'm like, really? Why not? Why can't John? The bigger be the question coach? is well, the well, offensive well, coordinator correct. from the coach. That's my point. Like, if if you were if, if any of the three of us became the coach of the team, I don't think we would go in there and completely disrupt the whole thing, we'd say, hey, that thing with Lamar Jackson is working pretty well. Right. I don't think any of us would go in and say, uh, we're changing the way Lamar plays. I don't think John's going to do that. I, but, I, but you know John think fairly most, well. In, it, it, I think it's the most interesting topic of the team. If they don't make the playoffs, I don't think they can possibly fire the coach.
0: But you know him pretty well. What do you think he would say to Steve or Eric? They go to him and say, we want you to hang around, John. We're ready to give you an extension. But to get the most out of Lamar, we need a
2: different kind of coordinator. What do you think John says to that? I kind of think he has to say yes. Oof. He's been I mean, I've seen a different side to John Harbaugh this year, and look, I don't have the, inner, the knowledge of the inner workings like you guys have a little more than I do, but I, I've seen a different guy. I've seen him embrace the team in a different way than he has in the past, which leads me to believe he's a guy willing to change. And if this is where he wants to be, and all indications are this is where the man wants to continue to be, why wouldn't he go down that road?
1: I mean that's a good question. I, I mean in one way the 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 coach part of this the response would be I I make those personal decisions, right? That would be his that would be his position. On the on the other hand, um he might not really have an option and it might be presented to him like that, like you don't have an option. Um I i it's hard to say what Steve really, really wants. like That's why this whole thing about if they finish 5-2, and two, what are they going to do? Steve might look at 5-2 and two and might look at what Lamar says and Steve might be of the mindset that actually this fits better with Marty. That, 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 this, that this new style is something that Marty can kind of sink his teeth into and grab onto. Um, I almost think that they're one and the same, personally. I, I think if John's back, Marty's back, to me. But if John isn't back, then obviously the whole staff is going to change. I find it to be by far the most intriguing part about the, the season is if they well, go another, five and two. Well,
2: remember, how do you, how do you find another it? reason to advocate. I mean, as fans, to advocate for wanting him to stay is Wink Martindale's doing a tremendous job. We don't talk. We haven't talked about that a ton here, but he's doing a tremendous job. Most of that same defense is back again next year, regardless of the salary cap situation. I mean, yeah, Weddle might turn over. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Suggs, but they're not primary pieces of that defense that's doing so well. But you want Martindale back, and if you turn over the whole thing, maybe he's not back. So that continuity is one we definitely would want, and should he's want well to see. By very by well liked. Very well liked.
1: And the thing I think I, they, I'm, I'm going to stop real quick just to make a quick. Don't be surprised if, dot, 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 this happens. Don't be surprised if Martindale winds up in Arizona and Suggs goes with it. As head coach? Yep. No, Suggs wouldn't be the head coach. He'd be the linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the assistant head no, coach. No, I, I, don't be surprised. if there's a lots of, There are lots of people now starting to talk about Martindale as potential head coach candidate. And don't be shocked if he would get that job in Arizona and then Suggs will go with him. For I, a
0: couple of years. I think that Wink doesn't get the notoriety in Baltimore. Because I think there's this perception, and it's probably mostly true in the media and amongst the fan base, that the Ravens still have a difficult time getting off the field in crunch time. That play that really matters. Mm-hmm. Going back to Kansas City, fourth and nine. Game on the line. Mm-hmm. He throws a miraculous pass. And let's look at it this way, too. Lamar Jackson could be 5 no if not for that miraculous pass. Mm-hmm. So I think that Wink doesn't get... Uh, props for that. And then dialing it back to John's press conference on Monday, he talked about, he was questioned about the, the Ravens offense. And one of the things he said, he led off by crediting Greg Roman. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I know it, he's it, got
0: that, that history of the Kaepernicks, you know, of
1: the world. Right. And, and I know Marty has it with Mike Vick too. So, but he, he led off with Greg Roman. Yeah, John pretty much never says something in the press conference that isn't in there for a reason. Right. There's always, in the way back in the back of his mind, I'll say this or I won't say this for there's a specific reason why. It's always planned out. 100%. That's strategic every time he goes up there. Because he's always, in my mind, he's always either talking to Steve or the team. He's not really talking to the media. He doesn't want to talk to the media. And he's not really talking to the fans because, in all fairness, the coaches don't really like talking to the fans. They don't. They, they, and their, mind, their mindset is, I, I don't... You just come and watch the games. I don't have to talk to you about I have a job to do. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I get it. Like, they, they don't... They just want to coach football. They don't want to do all this other stuff, but they have to do it. So when John does do it, he's talking to the team or he's talking to Steve. Bill Belichick likes to do it. Amen. Oh, he was really good the other day. After the Pittsburgh game. Did you see him? Uh, Only part of it. Oh, it, it just... It's worth... Yeah, you know, I, I never wish—well, I do wish ill will on the Flyers. I never really wish ill will on any teams, but it's so funny when they lose. Just, just to see him and hear him and— uh, Not just lose, they kind of gave—they lost in uncharacteristic fashion for them. Does the that look like
0: the end of an era? That, that throw? The game.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, A it little did. bit. I mean, they're nine. you know, it's the first time since 08 or 09 that they won't win 12 games. I mean, that's a pretty that's remarkable fantastic. record. Yeah. they went almost a decade and went twelve and four or better that whole time in a, you know, and I get it. Everybody always talks about they have a patsy division, but you still got to win. You still got to go on the road and win. Um, it does look. I mean, they're nine and five. They're probably going to finish eleven and five, but it does look like they're starting. They're like a little bit like an old dog. They're starting to limp a little more than they used to, and the end is near. It looks like. But, it could have helped us. Don't. And but do. don't. But don't write them off yet, because you know. Uh, you know, in the in the playoffs, you, you know they're going to get a flag or two when they need it. You know, I, I wouldn't write them off yet. I want to, but I wouldn't write them off yet. Plus, if they break out the old helmet, it's all over. Well, it seems like, you know... The old Pat the Patriot, the guy that hikes the Yeah, like you off. got the old hat on. If they, if they break that helmet out, you can forget it. I don't know why Belichick hasn't gone on that yet. You've got to break the old helmet. It's system. all over. Oh, oh man. You Red jerseys? There's no chance you can beat them if they wear that outfit. No,
0: no doubt. So, looking at the league, you've got... These powerhouses that are starting to come back to the pack a little bit. Yet the Rams, the Saints, and the Chiefs—they look—they were unstoppable. They're starting to come back, and wouldn't you know it? In this offensive
2: league, defense is starting to really step up. I thought the same thing. I mean, it, I wanted to interject that a couple minutes ago, when we were talking about Martindale. That I mean, I feel good about the way we're playing. I, I feel good that we can hold the Chargers down. It, it is shifting a little. Like last night's game was twelve to nine. I mean, I went to bed, but last night's game was 12 to 9 with two. With it was Cam Newton. Ugly on both offense. Cam Newton sides. and Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. You know, 12 to 9. It's a little different. Drew
0: looked a lot ordinary last night, and Mahomes remains to be seen. Rivers is the
1: one who's on fire. I, 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 I that hate that it's coming down to one game, though. I just, I hate that. Like. Well, if you don't just, lose to, this, to the Browns in Cleveland, 12 to 9. Yeah, I mean, right. But. You know, they had the game won against Kansas City. Like, you, you, all these losses add up, right? They all add up. I mean, if Mosley doesn't get hurt in the Bengals game, and they don't have this first half where no one really knows what's going on, who knows how that ends? I just hate that it comes down to one game. It's inevitable that it sort of does. but i It does every year. I, I just, ugh. Because so does. much does. can happen Saturday. So much can happen, and they could lose by a field goal, and then these two goofy teams could win on Sunday, and we're out. Like, if nothing else, if and this may maybe another topic we're going to discuss or not, but if nothing else, I would really like to see what the crowd would be on the thirtieth if the game. Well, we passed. talked about that
2: last week, about this past week, but the, the weather no was, was there. Well, the weather, the weather. Did you go? No, I did one not was go. There. Gave my tickets to my brother-in-law. Did but, he get a scarf? I didn't talk to him. I didn't ask him. But
1: but were you I, there? I, I, no, but I don't know anybody that got a scarf. Oh oh, I don't either. But they exist, don't they?
0: 30,000 of them, uh, allegedly.
2: And only, there weren't there. maybe uh, 30, I mean, Gary 30, Downing people. had one. He was pictured uh, on
1: Raven's website. With I them. think there were 35. Or five. I think most, in my mind, and I've been a crowd guy for a long time because I've made my living in the soccer business looking at attendance and crowds. Most people tend to underestimate the number of people that are there. Like I saw lots of people on Twitter the other day saying, the stadium's half-filled. Uh, not really, you know. Not no. Th- that means thirty-five thousand of those seventy thousand seats are unoccupied. No, nah, you just That's... have more more people in the concourse. I get what you. Yeah, mean. you're but, exactly right. But there were probably twenty-five thousand no-shows the other day. That's an, an extraordinary amount of people not using the tickets. So fast forward again to the thirtieth. What if the game matters? What if we win on Saturday and. Uh, the other two teams win on Saturday, and all of a sudden, it's this is. And it. Hold
2: on, and Cleveland wins. Right. Well, Cleveland's, all, all sort of, Cleveland's of
1: out of it unless something really squirrely happens. Cleveland's basically out of it. They don't have anything. Le- they will not have anything left to play for um, unless somehow magically the Colts and the Titans would tie that last game. And to add to that, let's but still, that- they're going to want to come in here and no oh, and question. Sweep us, right? They're going to want to come in here and win. Let's
0: Whatever. assume the Steelers lose in New Orleans. No, let's right. look at that crowd.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think this is a, uh, it, it, it's getting close to, we're beating a dead horse a little bit with the crowd, but something is wrong. And I, and I continue to say this, it's a pizza. And the Ravens, there are all these different slices to it. And it's not one thing, and I will continue to say this, it isn't about winning or the games being important. Because the games have been important and people aren't going. The games were important last year. At the end of the year, and people weren't there. The games are important this year. And people aren't there. The Cincinnati it, game it, last year is yeah, a it, number of enthusiasm. Right now, they changed the game time to four thirty-five. That was kind of dumb, but it, still, they didn't. But the league did. Um, if if they play the Browns on the tw- on the thirtieth of December, and the game matters to the Ravens, and the place isn't standing room only, you know, and it's not sixty-eight thousand because there are always going to be a handful of people that don't go. But if it's not 68,000 impact, boy, that is a real eye-opener for them. And I know they're worried about it. I've talked to or some people Or if you watch on
2: Facebook and you see half your feed saying, I've got free tickets, right. I've got free tickets. Right. It's incredible, isn't There's it?
1: Just, and and I, people always want to say this. This isn't just a problem with the Ravens. it's a problem around the league. I, and no one cares about the rest of the league. I don't care that the, the, the Atlanta stadiums have filled. I don't care that the Miami stadiums have filled. I just care that the Baltimore stadiums have filled. Like there's something going on in in this town when people aren't going to the games. that already have the tickets. It's one thing if the or if can get tickets. Either way, yeah, you right. can get people to take the free tickets. Right. So there's this is a this is to me, other than the changing of the guard between Flacco, who's clearly been wally pipped, between the To me, the biggest story of the year for the Ravens, other than Lamar starting his era. The biggest story of the franchise is the attendance this year. Yep. How
2: many people aren't going? The millennials in, that work with me all say they go down, they tailgate, and then they head to Federal Hill.
1: I mean, Even a, when there's tickets there's offered to of that There's a that. There, and again, that's one of the slices. Yep, I absolutely. think there's no question there's a small slice of this that's a, the discontent from last year over the incident in London. There's a small group of, frankly, older people like me me. I'm not going anymore because I took a knee. Like, okay. Right. There'll be a, but they'll be part of that, right? There's part of it is downtown safety. The Ravens are well aware of that. Um, there's part Again, it's a pizza. There's all these different slices. I don't think the games have been incredibly exciting. I don't think more than anything, I just don't think we want to sit around and do, and do the same thing for four hours anymore. Except like golf. Well, that will do, right. But <laughs> I just don't think we want to, our culture's not built like that anymore. We just don't want to devote seven hours, get in the car, drive down there, have a couple drinks, go to the game, stand in line, stand in line to pee, get back in the car, fight the traffic to go home. It's seven hours. We would rather just make it three and a half hours, just sit at home. Just sit at home and make it a three and a half hour Hit event. Pause. Right. So Hit pause. Right. Hit pause. I, and, and therein lies the issue around the league, I think. They've really sold their soul to TV and they've made it so easy to sit home that people are Sitting home. Do you ever think it'll get to pay-per-view for TV? 100%. I don't know that it'll get pay-per-view for all the games, but I think there will be a day in the near future, and by that I mean within, near future to me is within 15 years, where you will pay a fee to watch all of your team's games. And maybe in a way that has your own home TV announcers, meaning the Ravens would send their own announcing crew to all the games. So you would watch just your TV announcers. You would have different cameras at home than you would normally. Um, for sure, the playoffs and the Super Bowl pay-per-view. I don't think there's any question about that. It's in some point in the future. Uh, I, 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 if they're going to continue to try to make their living off of TV, they've got to make their living off TV. They've got to charge more. they got to guess- figure out a way to get more money from all of us. The
2: playoffs and Super Bowl right now, I mean, is the path of least resistance. People would pay all day long. Mm-hmm. All day long. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of backs. Out. I'm with you on this one. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think
0: you got to balance out too. What are you committing to your sponsors in terms of viewership, and how will the lesser? Because let's face it, if it's free, there's going to be more people watching. If you got to pay, there's going to be some out. Some people no, out there saying, "I'm not paying. I don't care if it's ten cents. I'm no not paying." No doubt. I mean, that, look at the
1: Sun. They can't get people to pay for their subscription, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. So, well, but again, the, the newspaper industry's changed so much with the evolution of social media that the news that comes out in the newspaper, I already read that 12 hours ago, right? right? But the digital part of it, they try to get that up as quickly as they can, and it's still, no one's figured out yet how to make the newspaper business work, right? 99 cents a month, will give you all this, but people still don't do it. But as two people who own a um, free, and I get this question all the time from people, uh, who say to me, why don't you just make Duras Morning Dish a subscription-based thing? And I say this all the time. I, I, I don't think that's sustainable for the long haul. I still think free matters. To people, that they can pick it up and they don't have to jump through hoops, go through bells and whistles, give me my credit card, give me your number, do this, do that, it doesn't work, pay well, just make it free. But down the road, if they keep selling their soul to TV like this, they're going to have to make a decision. Do we care about the product? Funny enough, the stadium in LA might wind up someday being the NFL stadiums of the future. 30,000 seats. 25, 30, yeah. 35,000 seats like they've done in soccer. Like the, they, it, It's unbelievable, right? They might have stumbled onto this by accident. And they may just sell the whole thing on TV. And oh, by the way, if you want to (laughs) come to the game, feel free to come to the game. But we really don't care if you come to the game or not. I suggested
0: (laughs) that to Steve Bouchard because I do that show in Ocean City and he comes down once a year. And I suggested that do you think in the future NFL stadiums will get smaller? He almost laughed at me.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But not saying
1: that. You wouldn't be laughing now. You can't put 40,000 in there.
2: That's the model in European soccer? Yeah. In all the countries. Right.
1: And, 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 and they're thriving. Th- I, right. And I think that it's... It, look, an economics expert, and I am not one, would go, would st- go right to the whole issue of supply and demand, right? They would just say, it's very easy. You know, if the, if 90,000 people want to get into a 70,000-seat stadium, you know, there's a lot of supply. I mean, there's a limited amount of supply and a lot of demand, while the Ravens are in the opposite m- mode now, right? So an economics guy would just throw that at you. I think it's way more complicated than that. I think that, that it's the whole, the world changed. We just don't want to do something for seven or eight hours like that anymore. We might do it once. Except play golf. Right, except play golf. How about that? We keep that one. But we might, like, he and I went to the Dave Matthews last week. It was a six or seven hour event. I had to get in my car. I had to drive down to D.C. We had to go to dinner. Didn't have to go, but we went to dinner. We went to the show. We drove back home. I left at four. I got home at midnight. I, I would do that once or twice a year. I love you. I would do that once or twice a year max. Right, right. I, I'm not doing that every Sunday. I love Dave Matthews. I'm not going to see yeah. him ten times. I'll do it once or twice.
0: But how do you create that demand? I guess is the challenge. You know, I look at a, a friend of mine who had a restaurant, and he was flourishing. It was a small restaurant. People were waiting, couldn't get in there, fighting to get a reservation. I'm going to make it bigger. Knocked no, no, through no, the no, wall, no, no. made right. it bigger. Guess what? Right. Same number of people were coming through. Right. Maybe even less because there wasn't that aura about I got to get there. Right.
1: I I think the smaller stadium thing is definitely a functional improvement. I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's a functional aspect of this that they really should look at. That doesn't mean to go from 70 to 15, but it might mean to go from 70 to 35,
2: for sure. Well, that's the average. Again, I keep saying European soccer. That's the average. It's 25,000, 30,000 people. There's a few of the bigger clubs that have bigger stadiums, but, you know... Only one or two are up in that sixty thousand range, right.
1: this struck me too the other night when again, back to this concert we went to. it struck me as something the other night, and you you've done that while well, you both have because you guys have been ticket buyers and ticket holders. you know we went to this concert the other night, we had great seats, we had a wonderful time. The seats were one hundred and twenty five dollars piece right and it struck me while I was watching the show I'm like, you know. There's a lot of money here in this building tonight. Like there's an extraordinary amount of money floating around. 18,000 people paying 125 or 90 or 75 to see these guys play music for two hours. And it it dawned on me how much of a commitment you have to make financially to be a ticket holder. That when you go to a football game, you're paying $150 to watch something that you could watch at home. We didn't have that option with Dave Matthews. Uh-huh. We had to go to the show. So that's the only way we can watch it. But for you to pay 150 to go down there, plus, plus, right? Parking, booze, food, a, a shirt. And you, you haven't even brought, you haven't
2: even, through this whole diatribe, you haven't even mentioned the PSL issue. Right. So it, it, it's a, you're paying all that money, and you could
1: easily just watch it at home. And I I think, to me, that's the biggest telltale thing. I mean, you and I might have still gone down there last Thursday night for Dave Matthews, but you might have also said to me, you know, why don't we just do this? Why don't we, why don't I cook steaks on the grill and you come over and bring a couple bottles of wine and let's just sit and watch it on my TV? We might have done that. I mean, who knows? Throw a DVD of an old Dave Matthews concert. who knows? Right. Right. So this is, to me, the biggest story of the Ravens other than this potential surge by Lamar to get him into the playoffs, the biggest issue for me is I think they have some significant support issues. And I know they're aware of it, for sure.
0: Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Ravens against the Bucks and look ahead to their game against the Chargers on Saturday night. Welcome back to the primary residential mortgage armchair quarterback. We've had a wardrobe change.
1: Howard Hall, baby.
0: Come
2: on.
1: I thought you would break out of curly. I, I
2: didn't know Drew was going to give us such a, an economics lesson, you know, about the, the fan base. I, I didn't know that we were getting that this morning. I mean, it's told quite, me quite the treat. They told me a lot of Glenn Burney. I know. I, the you, you and I have talked plenty about that.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about our what? observations with the Ravens-Bucks. Um, just overall assessment of the game.
2: Well, the, so, the weather was really, really, really bad. Let's, so, let's start there. I'm, I, I thought the defense was, I mean, we all know the defense was dominant. I mean, Marlon Humphrey was dominant out there. Um, Player of the game. My, yeah, my absolutely. Book. Absolutely. And Lamar, just, despite the one weird, you know, wet ball fumble, protected the ball through one bad ball in there. I mean, I, I think they did, ex- I think they had a game plan and they executed that game plan, in my opinion. You know, it started off a little slow, but the defense, you could tell early on, the defense was going to, you know, take it to them. And um, that's all you can really do in the NFL is build a game plan and execute it. And they did. I mean, we, we sat here last week and said they need to win and get out of there unscathed. Well, we won and we got out of there unscathed. And here we are ready for the next week. So, I mean, there's a lot of little things that happened, but they executed a game plan and got out of there without any, you know, major injuries. I mean, they, they got there. They, they won it pretty handily it was all said and done. I mean, it was
1: a one-possession game or a one-score game, but uh, it, down the stretch, you didn't really have, unless something goofy happened where we fumbled it and they picked it up and ran it in the end zone. You mean like Cyrus Jones touching it, a, yeah, a punted right, ball right, and giving right, the ball right.
2: back to them in the 15?
1: I, 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 I think these games, and this is not just about Ravens-Bucks, but we're talking about Ravens-Bucks, these games all tend to, the momentum of the game changes on plays, big plays, moments, right? Certain moments of the game, like the Steelers-Patriots game. They're down there on a five- or six-yard line. They get a holding call, backs them up. Now they can't get the end zone. Then he throws this goofy ball, right? The game, whole game changes. They Last night, uh, New Orleans and uh, Carolina, they need to get a uh, – f- Fourth down or third down, they need to get a first down, sorry, on third down late in the game. They don't get it. Now it's fourth and one. Are they gonna kick a field goal? Or are they gonna go for it? They go for it. Kamara gets caught, clearly gets caught by the tight end and he boom, he moves out not tight end, sorry, the defensive end, he moves out and gets the first down. Like game ends there, right? This game in Tampa Bay, the whole thing changes on that kid Godwin dropping the ball second play of the game. Mm-hmm. Second play of the game. I agree. Ball's thrown right in his hands. He catches it, he's gone. Weddle falls, he's gone. Two series later, Lamar throws the ball right into um, uh, Bullock's or whatever his name is, right into his gut. If he catches the ball, he's got room to maneuver, but if nothing else, he's on the 35-yard line. And it could have, should have, would have maybe been 14-0 right away. Couldn't do it. You know, it, the, these, it, it just, That's why they're not going to make the playoffs. When, when they go back and they do their film study on their season, my guess is the Buccaneers have had plenty of those. where. You know, if we just do that or we just do this or we just do that, it's like what we say about Kansas City. If that ball goes anywhere from Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, anywhere but there, the Ravens are in the playoffs. Anywhere. Just last year, same thing. If if the ball hits right there on Mosley's hand, the Ravens are in the playoffs. Instead, it goes an inch over his hand. So I look at these games, and I always look at the momentum and how the games start. If the Ravens fall behind 14-0, there certainly is an argument that that doesn't fit Lamar's profile well, right? I yeah, mean, we, we haven't seen that yet. We don't know. Well, this I is mean, a good—I
2: mean, let's. the Chargers have a good defense. Right, they yeah, speed, top ten. Right. They got speed, you know, they're, they're, they're right. not—and there's enough film now, they're not going to be caught off guard by Lamar. Now, can we jam it down their throats? That remains to be seen. But they're not going to be caught off guard unless we come up with some new wrinkles. Right. I mean, they've got enough speed to handle holding the edge and kind of contain Lamar a little more than some of the teams we've already played.
0: Kind of the dovetail of what Drew said, I think that what you explained there kind of speaks to the strength and the power of having Lamar Jackson as the quarterback. What I mean by that is because of what he does and the way he does it, I think it masks problems on this team. I think it masks problems on the offensive line. It masks problems in really their running game without him. And I think it helps the defense stay off the field because the more they're off the field, the fewer chances other teams have to make big plays. I agree with you that Godwin play. Well, and they're
2: fre- and they're, don't they're forget they're to the, break- and the whole thing. When, they're fresh they're, or late. when opposing
0: quarterbacks break containment, those safeties are not cover safeties, and there's trouble ahead. And that's you've, we've seen Roethlisberger do it, we saw Mahomes do it, and we even saw Jameis Winston do it on the 64-yard pass over Jimmy Smith when Weddell wasn't there to help out. So I, I think that Lamar Jackson, the power of him, really speaks to everything he's able to do because of the way he does it that keeps the team, makes the team better. Well, overall.
2: I liked, I mean, it, this is something we talked a, bit, a little bit about last week. I liked the way they had designed runs for Lamar to the outside where he wasn't trying to cut upfield where they even said, the announcers even said that Robert Griffin has coached him on, if you've got a straight line to the sideline, it's going to be a five-yard gain. Make it a five-yard gain. Get out of bounds. Don't get hit. And let's just start over because that's a five-yard gain. You don't need to turn the five-yard gain on first down into a potential 20-yard gain if you're going to take a hit or a five into a 10-yard. Sprint to the sideline. You can get there. Nobody in the league can get there as quickly as him. And it's now second and five. And you've, you've not been hit. Mm-hmm. And that's – I'm dovetailing off your point, Tony. That's where I think the plays were designed better this week. Just, boom, get out there, second and five. And boom, and Drew mentioned earlier,
0: too, about the athleticism of Lamar versus Joe. I thought that the Bucks had a really good defensive game plan. I really do. I think his athleticism broke it down, frustrated that team. I mean, there was probably – at least two times, maybe three times, where they had him dead to rights right. as a, and, for a second. he scampered out. There's no NFL the, I mean, Right.
2: We've seen it for years and years and years. There's no NFL quarterbacks that can, except for Lamar, that can, when, when the pocket collapses, can sprint backwards and then turn the quarter and get back around. You know, you've seen it a million times. Turn, maybe can do it. Mi- yeah. he, he, he's
1: really good at it. But, but you I, know what I mean? Lamar would limited. run
2: backwards five yards just to sprint back upfield, and that's, to your point, that's frustrating to those. The defenders did everything they were supposed to do, and the guy can literally run backwards and get back around and keep the play alive.
1: See, if we were self-scouting, if we, I mean, the Ravens probably do this, and they're talking to him about how he's going to get better. The one thing that you've seen from him, his best throws are in the middle of the field. He's, in some ways, his... The use of his arm is almost the opposite of Joe. Joe's best throws his whole career have always been side mm-hmm. to the I, sideline. Hold on, I
2: want to jump in for a second on that. That's where when I say scheme, that scheme needs to change fundamentally. That's it because yeah. a lot of the plays which they're slowly not going to anymore were those. Out routes, those fifteen yard out just Doesn't
1: throw the ball well.
2: Joe throws it as, as well as anybody no in the league. Right. And Lamar literally can't. Right. So now bringing it inside the hash marks, which Joe didn't do a lot of. Right. I mean, and but Lamar's
1: best throws have been the ones he threw a bullet the other day to Andrews. Andrews dropped. Right. Oh, he. I mean, he scorched it in there. Um, And his best throws, if you look at his five games, his best throws have been in the middle of the field. Inside the numbers. He is no good on the sidelines. And if you're the other team and you're scouting against them, you've got to come up with a way to say, well, we'll give you that throw. We have no problem because we don't think you can make it. But we're going to bunch in and we're going to continue. Um, I remember Rex used to say this a lot, Rex Ryan, because he did a call in with me every every Monday on, when I was on the radio. And I remember him, I would go out there occasionally and just sort of bend his ear at the facility. And I remember talking to him about Roethlisberger and he said, I finally figured it out with Roethlisberger. I know what you do with Roethlisberger. You don't rush him. You don't let him run around. He wants to run around. You don't rush him. You just sit back. And if he gets the ball and looks up and doesn't see anybody, he doesn't know what to do. I think, in some ways, that's maybe sort of kind of what Lamar is facing. He wants people to come at him because it's just what he's always done his whole career. And if he's they sit run. back, he and then he, he's a
2: runner. Yeah, and if, he sits back, if they sit back and he turns that corner and they're sitting back, then he's got nobody. There's I mean, no, not, the windows are this small to throw it into. Yeah, I'm not
1: saying that you don't rush him if you have the opportunity, but I think if I were scouting against the Ravens, and I certainly were playing cat and mouse here because the Ravens don't want to throw the ball, right? But if they get into a passive situation, I almost might play passively, and let him take the snap from the from the shotgun. And when he looks up and doesn't see anybody coming around him, not that he's scared, but he looks up and says, "Now what do I do with it? No one's coming. What do I do? I got to throw it to somebody, right?" If I'm the other, this you know, this is the dumb statement of the day. If I'm the other defense, I'm trying to figure out a way to make him throw the ball,
2: somehow. Does that mean- and if he runs, run in the middle of the field where linebackers are waiting to right. try to take his helmet. Right. I'm not saying he's an easy guy to scheme against, and I'm not a
1: defensive mind by any means. But when you watch what he does well and what he doesn't do well, your goal is to figure out a way to make him try to do those things mm-hmm. that he doesn't do well. How do I do it? They've done that with Joe, right? You want Joe to scramble around. Joe's not very good when he scrambles.
2: You also around. want Joe to throw in the middle of the field. Yeah, right. It's the opposite of Lamar. Right. Well, you mentioned earlier in the program about.
0: Lamar and his ability to escape and I, I think when you look at what he's able to do on the football field and how he gets rid of the ball, you know, you, you, you want to try to improve his passing. Now I, I talked to a guy from Complete QB, his quarterback's coach, and I, I talked to him a little bit about how do you improve his mechanics? And he said, Well, you got a twenty two year old kid, he's got twenty two years of muscle memory in him. It's really hard to break that down. He said, but what you can It's like me trying
1: to fix your golf swing. I was going to say, fix your golf swing. I haven't been able to do it yet. (laughs) I'm trying, but I just, you
2: know. I don't have 20. I have 47 (laughs) years. 47 years, Drew.
1: But
0: he said, well, what you could do is change the way his body gets behind his arm motion. He said, perfect example is Philip Rivers. He says, a QB coach, I would never, ever want to change what he does because he's so effective. But somewhere along the line, that horrible motion... So he got the rest of his body mechanics behind, and he's obviously probably going to the Hall of Fame right. with that wacky motion. Right, right, right. So, so the point being that you know people want to know: Can you teach accuracy? Well, you can teach better fundamentals to make him more accurate. But to you, got your guy's point. Outside the numbers, I don't know that he'll ever have that arm strength to throw that kind of pass that Joe is known
1: for. There is a golf connection to this. Interestingly enough, when you bring up the way he throws the ball right now, he's got that little sidearm sort of motion. There's this golf analogy that talks about when you've – when you're under the gun, when you're you know, on the 17th or 18th hole and you got 175 yards of the hole and you're ahead by a shot or down by a shot and you've got to, the moment has come and you've got to hit this shot, your tendency is to go back to your failings, your body, the way you're, you know, particularly if you've changed your golf swing. Under the gun, you always revert back to what you first learned. Um, and then your faults come out. You know, if you're somebody that comes out of the shot or somebody that doesn't get over to your left-hand side, those things tend to happen under the gun. I think he's always going to be a guy that, under the gun, is going to throw the ball like that. I don't think he's ever—I think seven years from now, he's still going to be throwing the ball with this motion. I think there'll be times when he takes the snap and there's no pressure and he's got time and he looks around and he throws it perfectly. But under pressure, which is what he does a lot— He's always going to throw the ball like this. I, I'm, and I'm again. I'm not a quarterback whisperer. I almost wouldn't fix it. I would almost say what I really would rather do is have you figure out a way to not get under duress. So much.
2: The frustrating thing is when like they, they, he does the he catches turns and he's got the guy he's trying to hit in the flat and he throws it right at his feet. You know that's a throw that the short throws he really struggles with mm-hmm. and he doesn't step. I mean, look again. I'm not an expert either, but clearly he's not comfortable just turning and, and letting it go. He, to your point, he likes to be moving. He likes to, to be involved in chaos. So, it, it will, I mean, they've got to work on something for those kind of— I mean, the ones that you have to make 100 times out of 100. You know, you're just we're just. It's basically a throwing running play. It's a right. passing running play, right. and, and he drops them all at their feet. It just, you know. I
1: I think he's a guy, and I, I just, can't, you know, everybody, you know, everywhere you go and I go and you go, everybody's always, what do you think about Lamar? And I keep saying this. I, I just think this is he is what he is. This is what you're going to get from him. He, he's he won the Heisman Trophy doing this. He became a very good college player doing this. He's in the NFL doing this, and I think that in his in. It, it's just innate with him. When he gets the ball, he, his first thing is, how can I run with it? That doesn't mean he doesn't want to throw it. His first thing when he gets it is, how can I move away from this and create something? And, and I think it's going to serve him well. And I think it's also, to your point about the hits, you know, I think that you know, he, he's going to get hurt. It's just part of the nature of Cam Newton's been hurt for six weeks. He can barely throw. You watch him last night, he can barely throw. These guys, if you're going to run around, you're going to get hit. i got news for you. Even if you don't run around, you're
2: going to get hit. If your line stinks, you're getting hit. You can stand in the pocket and get hit. But again, back to the last thing I'll say about it, with an offseason to scheme, change the playbook, prepare the entire offense around his strengths, I think we see a different version of this. In week one next year, than what we're seeing right now. This is a dumbed down version. He inherited a playbook that was designed for a much different type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had wrinkles built in for Lamar. but They didn't have a playbook designed for. And Lamar. this is the reason why they can't. And, and we've been hearing this, right? You know, this is—it's
1: it's unbelievable. They're not going to get Joe in there. I can't believe it. They're going to sit Joe on the bench completely. Joe, they, you can't put Joe back in there. This is—he's done you, unless he, he, unless Lamar gets yeah, there. Yeah, you can't put him back in there. You can't do to Joe or with Joe. What you did with Lamar earlier in no, the year. No, of course not. You, you, the, the line can't work that way. The receivers can't work that way. There's timing. You know this from being out there. This is why they throw footballs to one another 500 times in April and May and June. Everybody like me is poohs these passing camps, and you're like, this is stupid. you got shorts on and T-shirts. It's not real football. It's all about timing. How hard does he throw the ball? How does it look coming out of his hand? Where does it come out of his hand? It's not that different than a baseball pitcher. It's one of the reasons why guys like Sabathia have been so great. His stuff's never been awesome, but he's got this unbelievable ability to hide the baseball. So it doesn't come out here. It comes out there. You don't see it until the end. He's going to probably go to the Hall of Fame because he's got one of the best hidden deliveries ever. Uh, Pedro Martinez was like that. Unbelievable the way his arm moved. So you have to learn these things, and he's... He, he needs time, like to your point. He needs an off season where these receivers just work with him. You can't on pl-
2: hold on. on plays that are designed right, for, for uh, them and he, and you which are they are not right now. Right. So you can't bring Joe in there this Saturday night. It, to me, if you're losing 14 to
1: nothing with nine minutes to go in the third quarter, you can't just say, "Well, we know we got to throw now. You got to bring Joe in." I, I, I watch him do that and win 21 to 14. But you can't do that. You just can't do it. No, like, it not, I don't see that happening. I don't either. I, I don't either. And it, it's you know, in some ways, it's a, in some ways, it's a disappointing way for Joe's tenure to end here because it opens him up to a lot of unfinished business, sort of, right? Like Joe got Wally pipped by a rookie, but it is kind of just is what it is. It the league, the league really is about changing, and we're maybe we're at the forefront of changing. Maybe we're the ones that are
2: changing it, even by accident. Joe's going to be employed next year. Let's, oh, 100%. I mean, Joe's going to be employed. And it, maybe, no, not that far, maybe not that I mean, far gonna, away. He's going to be a trade. I, I think they will trade him. I, I don't think, think they can trade him. I think everybody,
1: because everyone knows he's getting cut. No one would trade for him. Everyone knows he's getting no, cut. Dude, didn't this they know a, that about
2: Alex Smith? This is a quarterback-starved league, Drew. Somebody, um, Somebody's going to trade for him. I don't remember him. that.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember the specifics of the Alex Smith thing, of why I thought they traded him mainly because they just wanted Mahomes to be the quarterback. But you might be right. It might have been a... Might have been a somebody. Drew, you're not issue. getting a
2: first round draft pick for him. No. Oh, ready, well, that's for but sure. you could get a th- you could get a third or a fourth depending on the Maybe. Th- the team. Maybe the if salary, they really want the salary cap ramifications are the same, whether trading him or releasing him. The salary I think he's cap is going to be close to home. I think he is too in
1: DC. I think he's either going to be in DC or you he'll be Alex with the Or he'll there. be with the Giants. Alex Smith definitely can't play next September. I mean, no, there's no
2: chance of that. No, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just got to sure hospital I, yesterday. You I don't know. like when we agree, but sure. I agree, we agree.
1: I, I think Joe will either. I've, I've heard them say all these things about Eli Manning in the last couple of weeks about how they, Pat Shermer thinks he's got three or four years left. No, he doesn't. I think he's either going to go to New York or D.C. Joe Flacco's got three or four year, years left. Uh,
2: maybe. No, he, his body has three or four years left uh, is what I meant. Not, not, he may not want to play. He's a different kind of guy, but his body's yeah. he's, Joe's pretty well-preserved.
1: I, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I would agree with you on that if if you're willing to concede.
1: I don't know that his performance over the last couple of years has indicated that he's got three or four years left. Maybe physically, yes, but I, I depends just, on what he wants to take as a salary. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. I, you know, I'm like a lot of people. I haven't soured on Joe nearly as much as a lot of people in town because I think that's been overblown. But I also think his performance has waned in the last couple of years. No question, for about sure. It. I mean, individually, his performance has waned. Let's uh, move forward to Saturday night. Going out to LA night. 30, so, uh, so people.
2: We so should I'll have be, gone to this game. Be, Ravens are. Why are 40, we not going?
0: Because it's my birthday,
2: Drew. <laughs> oh. And I'll be Drew. That would and, be a great Drew. Program. I'll be um, on assignment in London. Oh, that's correct. I'll He's be going watching going to the to game London. at two thirty a.m. He's going to London. Two right? thirty. When do you leave? I leave Thursday, so I'll be in London for the game. And my kids have already informed you know what me. What I have for you. We'll be up at two thirty in the morning watching from two thirty to five thirty. a.m. It's that's just me and you
1: next week. It is. But
2: wait, you know what I have for you.
1: I've been waiting to have, give me uh, $8. dollars it has got five pounds. Give me $8 real quick. I'm giving you $5. That's my holiday gift to you. Thank you so much.
2: There's have a, Winston, Winston have, Churchill.
1: Have a beer on me.
2: I will do it. There. I will do it. I've been waiting. Have I, a pint.
1: I've been waiting. Amen. I may even have an oyster pass on me from when I went over there, too. I don't know. But anyway. The oyster, um, uh, that thing's the best. Oh, it is unbelievable. That so, is unreal. So I'm going to be. And, have that's, you experienced
0: it? Uh uh It's um, amazing. There, I told way your wife the other is day. Amazing. You, you have to get it. It's it's a no-brainer. no brainer. No no doubt. You Cause, just cause go people, wherever you want to go. People drive over there like lunatics. Right. Number one. Number two. The the, the subway system is phenomenal. It's you amazing. you get off to your. Let's say you have
1: to connect. Find the gap, please. You, right. <laughs> <in the> gap. <laughs> My kids and I still do all the stops from when we were at Wembley. We're we're nerds. We're in the car, and I'll be like, next stop. Green Street, my daughter will say, <laughs> next stop, Don Eden, like we still know we're crazy. You remember them all. If you're there right. for like a week, you remember all the stops on your
2: train like to get down Well, downtown. we're going to Wembley, and we're going to uh, uh, Stanford Bridge. Well sure.
1: you got five pounds now. I got it. Speak kindly of back. me. When I come
2: back from assignment, Tony, I'll, I'll, I'll report back. Speak kindly of
0: me when you're over there. You transfer. By the time you get off and walk to the next platform where you get your, your next rail, it's there within
2: no, no, no 30 seconds. No it's doubt. crazy good. I know. It's awesome. It's so you want me good. to start? for? Let's talk,
0: about, let's talk about the, the L.A. Chargers. Well,
2: I let the, 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 obvious, the most obvious statement, which you said a few minutes ago, is they have to stay in the game. We have to get to ha- let's start with that. We have to get to halftime, and we still have, to have a game on our hands. One score either way. We cannot get down. Just like we said against the Chiefs, we cannot get down. We cannot get down by more than the score. So we have to stay in it, make the game shorter. This is a good defense. I'm more worried about their defense than I am worried about their offense. I, I yeah, They think, nicked up a little. Keenan Allen hurt his hip in that Kansas City game.
1: Hip now it's, uh, he, they're talking about him coming back. It does look like Gordon's coming back, but you don't know how much, you know, if he's going to be 100% or not.
2: I, I think we, um, I mean, we're going to talk scores, of course, but I think this game has to be in the 24-23 range, 23-20, 24-20, 23. range 23 20 24 20 23 i got to check something. Hold it, on. You it's got to stay in that range for us to have any shot at this thing. I gotta and go
1: to the see what uniforms they're wearing. If they're wearing the powder blue shirt, we're done. No chance.
2: Dude, you are if you are the, you are clearly a man of the eighties. If they wear the Patriots, if they, and they this. wear that powder blue, do you own a Dan Fouts <laughs> yeah. somewhere in your arsenal?
1: No, but I should. That powder blue is really nice. I,
2: I, I I'm having a real hard time being the homer of the bunch here. I'm having a real hard time being the homer of the bunch. I, I, I'm dying to say 23-20, but I I feel like it's gonna be more like 30 to 30 to 20, San Diego. L.A. You're such a bad guy. I agree too. <laughs> now I don't. I,
0: uh, you hit it right on the nose last week. You said it was going to be eight point spread. You well, said the, you the th- odds said 20. hit it, The odds makers and hit it on the nose. The spread went up from right, seven right, and right. a half to the nine. Hit well, it you believe because they
1: always do. Um, I, uh, man. I, I mean, I want to say that I think. I mean, hey, look, they have a chance to win the game. They've played. The way well. the
2: defense is playing, guys, they're going to stay. I think they'll stay in the game. I just wonder if we can make enough plays with Philip Rivers playing the way he's playing. To, you know, to to stay in it at the very end. I mean, Mahomes is one thing. Rivers is a Rivers is another. Rivers is playing at a gonna high, high, high level. I'm going to say the Ravens win. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the Ravens win. And what score are you Tw- predicting? Twenty-two to sixteen. Hold them to sixteen.
1: It's interesting. I'm going to say the Ravens are going to win. I think it's going to be one of those. They kick four or five field goals. They get a touchdown. Look, for all the talk we've we've had about Lamar. Um, and, you know, I think we all do the same thing here. We're all fair. We all, we're happy the team wins. We're all fair. We see the good. We see the bad. We're, we're not bashing anyone to bash anyone. For all the talk about Lamar, he hasn't thrown for 200 yards yet, which is
2: kind of comical, right, you, as an NFL quarterback. But we're the you, first team to rush for 190 well, right. in five straight right. games since 1976. Right.
1: But, if, but the offense has scored two touchdowns basically in every game. You know, there's a pattern here. I think that's what you're going to see. They'll score an offensive touchdown. Maybe they get a defensive score, um, and they just figure out a way to scratch it away to 22 points, and they and they hold them. I'd love to see that happen. I I tend to put a lot of stock in these moments. You know, I put a lot of stock in the momentum of what they've done, and I think John. Um, John, there's a lot of really good things about John as a coach, and there's some things that we've all criticized. I think his game management and his clock management's ugh, just okay. But one thing these guys do for him, in the every Sunday they come to play. Every Sunday they do. They no don't question about they're, it. They're, they're, it's very like that game when Atlanta, when the Falcons, when we were down there and the Falcons, it was 26 to 10. And the Falcons basically rolled over in the third quarter. You'd never see the Ravens do that. Never. You're right ever see the Ravens crawl in the defeated position with, you know, eight minutes left in the third quarter and say, like, we're done. The Ravens never have done that under Harbaugh, particularly not at home. But even on the road, even this year when they were down early to the Bengals, they came back and it was a football game in the fourth quarter. Even in the game against Carolina when they were down, they still scratched and fought and got a late score. I, I, I put a lot of stock in John in these kind of moments. I think he gets these guys to play Saturday night because I think they know like, well, this is it. If we, don't, if we don't play tonight, we're probably done tomorrow, depending on what the Colts and the Titans do. Correct. I think the Ravens... It drives me nuts, by the way, that the Colts could eliminate us, right? Yeah. I still have a little piece of that. They've come mind. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they and their they defense... They fixed their offensive line. They fixed their offensive line, and their defense has actually started week by week to kind of get better. I mean, they, they sh- I mean, sh- shut out the they Cowboys. They shut out. Yeah. That was kind of a shock. Yeah, right. right. What do you but got to I think, a lot?: Dallas. I think, Yeah, right. I think
0: the Ravens have the kind of team now with Lamar at the helm that travels well. They're playing good defense, they run the ball, control the clock. They're gonna be this, the odd guy the, out The, the thing that worries me well, maybe not is <laughs> Lamar Jackson's ball security. Right. And he's fumbled, what, four or five times so far? Well, he's fumbled, I think, nine times. Well, but, lost. Uh, right. Four maybe. Right. Okay. That worries me, and I think it comes down to it's a cliche ish, but I think it comes down to who wins the turnover battle. And given Lamar's recent past, I, I don't think that the Ravens win the turnover battle. I think uh, they lose a close game. You two guys. 24 to 20. You guys
1: are so bad. I'm the only, I'm, I'm here. I'm it. Ravens, baby, W. What, what are we'll take it. The we'll was, take it. We'll take it. The only other thing I would say, I'm, now I'm going to, I'm not siding with you two because I'm picking the Ravens to win. But the one thing I would say is uh, six games at some point you would expect him to have a stinker
2: of some kind, right? I don't know. Based games. on the style, I don't know. Normally, I'd agree. Okay. But based on the style, I don't know if I agree. Okay. I mean, if we can get the run going early, if, if Gus gets going and Lamar's hitting those edges without getting hit, it just starts to set up. I mean, I'm taking your side. I still don't think we're going to pull it out, but it, we can't, it can't become 10 nothing then. It just needs to be, we got the ball for six minutes and we kick a field goal. You know, we right. need, it needs to be the same profile. But I don't, unless he does something boneheaded, I don't see the stinker coming. Okay. Because they're not putting him in harm's way. Okay.
0: It's not going to throw it. I agree with Dean because, like you said earlier, we knew what we were getting with Lamar Jackson. And he does the same kind of thing. It's not like one game was so much better passing than the next. They're all kind of like, okay. But if we get you know, down, well, it's the
2: same
1: thing
0: every week. Yeah, but right. if they
2: get, 150 yards every week. So the point is, if they get down by two scores, and we look, the stat line is 35 throws, well, then then you're, going to see a big loss. then you're going to see a blowout. You're going to see the ball going all over the place, and he's not going to come back. It'll just become a bigger loss.
1: So I have a really good come on man. Have you, are you two just going to say your come on man is Cyrus Jones, and that's the end of it?
2: I, I, ha, I don't know where I can come up with another one. I, I've got one. That was, I've got a good one.
1: Well, okay, if you say it's Cyrus
0: Jones, I'm going to say special teams. Because not only was it Cyrus Jones, and that's, that's a play that – everyone knows so much for that Gilman education story but you know Cyrus, that's something you just don't
2: do that right anytime you John didn't even Gilman, have I'm kidding, I'm kidding. John didn't even have a comment for it in the post game he, he said he goes i literally don't know no what words. to say no, no words. words i mean Thank God for Cyrus's case. I mean, look, he's a Baltimore guy. He's, he's helped us in the last few weeks, which is great. Oh, I really like the play. I want the guy to, to remain on the team. I want it to work out for him. It's a good story. But thank God he returned one the week before to, to in John's mind, offset that play.
0: Those are the kinds of things that can't happen against the Chargers. You will lose I, I, if those amen. kinds of things happen against the Chargers. So
1: that should come on, man, Cyrus Jones. Well, I want to add
0: to it, too, that how do you send Sam Cook stood out there for how long saying, we, we don't have enough guys on the field? Oh, what, is, got, what is what is that special teams coaching staff right, doing right, right. on the sidelines? Right. Ten guys. So you've got to come they take it two. And, and that series, I think they t- that was right after Marlon Humphrey's interception. I think they ended up losing 40 yards. It was fourth and
1: 41. <laughs> it was fourth and 41. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's been a fourth and 57 in the history of the league. It was fourth and 41. like I've never seen. They put it up on the screen. I'm like, did it say for the 41? And that what's the play intentional call? Intentional grounding was one of the most hideous I've ever yeah, seen. Right, right. What's the play call for that? How about that he almost took a sack at the end of the first half? Lamar almost got sacked with the ball, but he threw it right at the end when he was switched just getting hands. Ready yeah. his down. He was running with his right, oh switched to his Lord. left, switched back to his right to throw. The only thing he can't do is take a sack. He almost took a sack. Right. So what's your come on, man? My come on, man. And it trumps is, these two. Right? It, or it, this definitely, one? it definitely does. Okay. And it almost sort of kind of is going to involve him. So you got. I I can name them all, but you got Warehouse, Pig, What You've Become, I mean, uh, The Best of What's Around, What You Are, Ants March, and you got all of these songs that you could play. You play freaking Sledgehammer. By Peter Gabriel. Dave Matthews the other night, they played Sledgehammer. For how long? They played the whole song.
2: No, but they jammed it. His point is it
1: was probably six minutes, seven minutes long. I I didn't come to see Peter Gabriel. I came to see Dave Matthews, and I came to hear Ants Marching or Warehouse or Typical Situation or any of the other 50 songs I love. I don't want to hear Sledgehammer. Come on, man.
2: Really? And the next night, they played Tony, Sweet he's, been, a, Tony he's been worked up about this all week, just so you know. Crazy. He hasn't let it go. Every time I talk to him. And did. the
1: next night in Charlottesville, the next night? Yeah, yeah. The next night, they played. Now, I'm a huge Aerosmith fan. I love old Aerosmith. I think they Aerosmith's one of the most underrated bands of our generation. They played Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. I didn't come to see Steven Tyler. I came to hear you play Pig or The Stone or Warehouse or something. Don't play these. Uh, you guys aren't playing at McAvoy's. You're not covering bands. Stop playing these songs.
2: Wow, he hasn't been this animated since we've been doing this <sighs> come on, show. Oh, man. Not even close. Wait, 125 hours. I want to hear you sing Ants Marching. I love it. I hope
1: you didn't have a drug test the next day at work. Oh no, because you'd have failed.
2: No, I know we all would (sighs) have. Tony, as soon as the show lights go down, unbelievable. Let's take take this
0: out to the tune of Sledgehammer.
2: Yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) let me tell you, there was
1: marijuana is definitely illegal now in D.C. Let's just say that, not because Dean had it with him, right? But in that arena, as soon as the show lights went down, Oh, oh my lord. I mean, it was like Contact Friday buzz. night at Lombardi's house. It was <laughs> and on that note, we're out of here. Sledgehammer. We'll see
0: you next week. Yeah, don't play
1: Sledgehammer. <laughs> Drew.